The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. All right, ladies. Well, this is a very, very uh, very special edition of the Hugh Crew because I want to really welcome Diane Rusin here from a very special organization. Um, I'll let Diane talk about that a little bit, but we always do this. Yes. Cheers. A little cheers. Cheers, cheers ladies. Cheers. Just a good conversation, good yeah. stories, and just getting to know you, and uh, you get to know the Hugh Crew. So thank you, Francine, for coming. My yeah. pleasure. Yes. My pleasure Yay. again. Thank you yes. for having me. Oh, yeah. No, no. And, and Shana, welcome back home. Yes. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I know. So we're missing, I know, Rana and uh, Susie, both away out of town. But yeah. it's a, that's what jobs and careers do, right? Absolutely. Right, Diane? Yeah. Okay, so Diane has a very, very interesting, um, I guess, can I call it a business? Can I call it an organization? Yeah, you can call it an endeavor, a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's sort of what, we're, what we do, a platform. Yeah. Uh, it's very interesting. It's called uh, the Winnipeg Boldness Project, and you are project manager. So the girls are nodding their heads. What is Winnipeg yeah. Boldness Project? Yeah. It's oh, I like um, it, it, it is a platform. It's a um, social research and development project. And so we're looking at um, what are the things that can be done to make it better for uh, young children or babies, the zero to six years uh, age category. Um, we're really centered in a particular neighborhood in Winnipeg, the affectionately known as the North End, but f- uh, the formal name is the uh, North Point Douglas uh, neighborhood okay. is where we are. And uh, yeah, the platform is really trying to center community wisdom, really trying to center Indigenous wisdom in all of what we do. And um, when we're looking at what does it take to make it better for babies, we're, we're prototyping really cool ideas that the community has come up with. And then we're trying to figure out how to scale those things. And so that's um, why we call ourselves a social lab. And that's what social labs do. They prototype and they scale and they they try to address really complex um, situations that, that we face. And wow. So, yeah, it's lots of fun. But I find it so interesting or maybe, well, and a little bit funny as now you're saying we're, you know, like a social lab and yeah. it's like those, the incubator, you know, we yeah, have incubator right. way yep. for all these jobs or crazy businesses. But when you're looking at it, Diane, this is like centuries. This is like history, family. Raising kids, yeah, and wow. and it's interesting now. So she, or there is a concept of building a community around the child. Yeah. So explain a little bit now on what that all means. Yeah, I guess like we talk about being child-centered and mm-hmm. uh, putting children at the center of all of what we do, and so we certainly are trying to do that at the Winnipeg Boldness Project. Um, there's a lot of resources. There's a lot of um, services, programs that families can access. 
but at times our families are telling us that they're very challenging to access and so that's where we get into complex situations that our families are facing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so when we think about well what can we do to make it better for kids families have a lot of wisdom about Mm -hmm. what can be done and and how we might center the child and all of what Mm -hmm. we do because a lot of those systems and services actually don't Right. Center yeah. children. They don't really center mm-hmm. families. It's it's I know it's it's hard to believe, yeah. but you know, it's somebody somewhere who decides there's gotta be this service and so they just go ahead and create, create it and design it. it and then, you know, present it to families. And when it doesn't work for families, there isn't a lot of opportunity to change it up or mm-hmm. to, to, to iterate or to change. And so mm-hmm. um, that's what I really like about the platform of the, the social app is that it's a place for experimentation, it's a place for taking risk, it's a place for trying things mm-hmm. on, it's, it's a place for emergence and iter- iteration. And so mm-hmm. our families tell us what where to start and then we start co-creating prototypes from this. there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then the families are the ones who are actually testing the prototype. Okay. So they're giving us, you know, these real real-time yeah. feedback right. loops and saying that works nope that doesn't work this works that does not work right. and so we're able to kind of adjust and change the prototype in real time in as real families time. are telling yeah. us when you say that it's a place and that it's hard to access for some is it a physical location that people can go to or is it a program that you well the you know? boldest project itself uh-huh. is located in the north end so okay we do have a physical office but right. we we go throughout the whole north end and to, to where families are okay. so find our, yeah or... we find ourselves in a lot of community resource centers okay. yeah places where families normally and naturally are right. is where we'll find ourselves okay. quite often yeah, so yeah and so the systems can be anywhere i mean right. you know that the families are trying to access things either online or trying to go right you know physically mm-hmm. into a building or um, you know, just trying to get resources for them and their kids. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of barriers, like quite a few barriers. One example I'll give you just to yeah. give it a concrete. Yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, yeah. What are you know, we have, one yeah. of our prototypes is looking at education. And so what can we do around some educational uh, endeavors? And so looking at our ESPs, like savings yeah. plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so families are really wanting to save money for their kids and wanting mm-hmm. to access these, these federal sort of savings plans that we have. And one of the biggest barriers to accessing it is, is obtaining a birth certificate. Okay. And so the whole process of getting a birth certificate, yeah. I can take you down a rabbit hole there, but yeah. there's a lot of challenges in, yeah. in obtaining a birth certificate. And you think that you're born here, you should, it should be so easy, like yeah. like that, but it's not. And it's that, not. that's crazy. So from, because, no. okay. So well, for from, some people, I think it's pretty challenging. There's a cost okay. barrier. Oh, there's a, a time barrier. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's, when you're, if, if you live a mobile lifestyle, you know, having yeah. a fixed address okay. can be yeah. a barrier. Yeah. Yeah. It's, again, I can take you right down the rabbit hole, but right. when, when, when you're born, you know, you're registered and that's a different sort of format and right. piece yeah. of paper and a different database. In order to obtain a birth certificate, you got to go into that registry. And so okay. sometimes if the information doesn't match well, up, yeah. there's a whole, yeah. So it's yeah. not, it's you, you, you have your child in the hospital you get this envelope with all the application forms that you need to get it done. That's yes. not how it works. Uh, yes, oh, we do. Good. But, okay, you know, if you have children. Yeah. yeah. So you've yeah. just had children. But he was born in Vancouver, so I, I was actually physically given an envelope. Yes, and, and there's probably forms. 30 pieces of paper in that envelope. Yep. And it was overwhelming. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. So you may or may not fill that stuff out before okay. you leave the hospital, gotcha. right? Yeah. You know, and then you're wow. at home. And, yeah, so things get lost in the, yeah. in the translation, too. So... Yeah, so that's one. Like, there's there's lots and lots of barriers, and so we're finding that when our families are going through the prototypes, they're identifying stuff like that to us and saying, "This is the thing. You know, I can deal with this thing, this thing, and this thing, but that one, I need help to deal with that." That's so valuable because I mean, you guys are going to the heart of the pain points, right? You're not saying, "What do we think would make stuff better?" 
but rather let's stop being reactive kind of yeah. right, right? Responsive. And yes <laughs> responsive that's thank you you know and really say like what are the core issues how can we help and what solutions can we put on the table mm -hmm. exactly. i love that awesome. yeah. i love that and i think more and more our families um, will identify things that they would like for their own individual capacity and i always run to Prado's rule on that yeah. and say about 20 25 percent of the time our families are asking for something that will better their individual capacities, 75% mm -hmm. right. of the time, they're identifying barriers, systems barriers. Wow. <laughs> well, and you've dealt with so many of them. I just want to interject because on your website, um, there is a great graph and sort of like, mm. to me, mm -hmm. explained so much more on what building a community or child-centered mm. community. Mm -hmm. So there's the child in the middle mm -hmm. of the graph, this round circle, and then right around the whole child, the very first one is the parent, the yeah. caregiver, the mm -hmm. person that is dealing with this child day in and day right. out. And then on the periphery, on the outside, are like, well, the community too mm -hmm. is involved there. But on the very outside, it's all the bureaucratic people that we would think that would be immediately the first people that yeah. are helping. And it's truly not because, like you said, yeah. they don't know what's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And these people are making all these decisions for them. Mm -hmm. And when things don't work, then there's no real opportunity there's to no change it. There's lack of, of jobs, you know, there's no food. I mean, the whole list goes right. all mm -hmm. the way down. So. And I think, too, when, you're, when that is not your day to day life, right? We don't think about what are the challenges that people like 20 minutes away from us right now yeah. are faced with, mm -hmm. right? We're not thinking, just like you were saying, like, mm -hmm. I haven't even birthed a child, so I didn't even know you get this envelope. I'm not looking forward to that envelope. <laughs> and wait, she lives in the state, so you're going to get a huge one. Oh, goodness. No, like I'm going to come here, thing. have the baby, and go back there. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think that we're not really considering the challenges that other people are having. And right. just like you're saying, mm -hmm. some of these decisions are being making on such a higher level, right. whereas you're like, it's so easy to go get your birth certificate. It's right. so easy to go and do this. Yeah. yeah. Is this a free service? Uh, well, the project, we're a not-for-profit organization. Okay. And so, um, and, but because we're centered in that neighborhood and we center the voices of the folks that are in that neighborhood, you know, they kind of give us the mandate, they give us the priority, yeah. they tell us the areas that we need to be working on. Okay. And so, yeah, it's free to them, absolutely. Yeah. So it would help them get those documents and all that kind of stuff, like get their ducks in a row. Well, they tell us what the issues are. Yes. We then go out, and so the oh. other piece of this, there's a strong um, collaboration aspect to social labbing, okay. and so really pulling on the multi-sectoral uh, disciplines and, and so uh, when families like that that 75% where there's barriers we yeah. need to then develop partnerships to be able to address those barriers right. mm -hmm. so we'll go to the corporate community we'll go to the philanthropic community we'll go to government you know we'll go we'll go to all kinds of folks who we think can help us change the systems mm -hmm. so that families can access them better Perfect. right so that's part of what the lab and is. has the reaction been amicable now like going to these bigger corporate organizations, are they you know, realizing it and are they helping? Absolutely, um, I think, I do believe that everyone wakes up every single day with really good intentions and that we all wake up thinking, you know, today we're gonna go do our things and you know, those things usually are about making the world a better place. Right. So I think that everyone has really good intentions and so you just have to tap into that intention. And I think people yeah. want to help and they want to be a part of the solution. Yeah. And mm -hmm. sometimes people don't always know how or how they can help or how they can be a part of it. Right. Right. And so mm -hmm. when our families are telling us we need X, Y, Z, it's pretty easy to say this is what they okay. need and right. this is the piece it's that yeah. we can... From, yeah. 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 So I have a question. What can we as 
fellow Manitobans, fellow Winnipeggers, what can we do to, to help? I think it all starts with awareness. So just in that birth certificate issue I gave you, yeah. um, lots of people just assume we all automatically get birth certificates, right? right? They yeah. just assume that, and, yeah. and I probably would have assumed that at one point too. So I think awareness raising about, um, you know, what, what um, you know, when you said you went to the website, right? Yes, like just I know. Just trying to learn about different things. Mm -hmm. I think really thinking about this concept of person-centered design. I think corporate community knows about customers always right. right. And so yes. it's a similar thinking, right? You yeah. put mm -hmm. families and children at the center yeah. and, you, and they, they get, get to identify, identify the issues, issues. They, they get, get to identify, identify the problem. Not many of us, I don't think, naturally think that way, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I think you have to stretch yourself a little bit. I am a big believer, I'm, I'm Indigenous, and so this, this, this lab also centers Indigenous wisdom. Mm -hmm. And very much a, a very core uh, value within uh, Indigenous wisdom is the, is the value of relationships. So Love I'm a big it. believer in forming relationships. Yes, so reach yes. out for sure. And talk to people that you don't know. talk to. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and it so, takes community, right? So, well, like, and, and just it takes case some in point. risk. It takes yeah, some sure. courage, you know, yeah. to talk to people who you don't normally mm -hmm. talk to. You don't understand what they're no. saying or how they talk. You know, okay, like, so I have, I have a question. <laughs> because I think a lot in the city, we've been having conversations about inclusion and diversity. Yeah. These hot button words. Yeah. Okay. All mm -hmm. of this is my mm -hmm. feelings on it, <laughs> but we, which is a great initiative, right? But I think that there's also some people who are like, how do I approach somebody with that conversation? How do I actually start it? How am I not offensive, right? Um, in that, so from your personal take, mm -hmm. right? Because obviously your opinion is not everybody's opinion, but from your, from your opinion, how, how can people start the conversation? Well, and what I was just saying, for me, it all starts in relationship. And so just reaching out and trying to form a relationship with, with somebody mm -hmm. that you wouldn't normally have a relationship mm -hmm. with, I yeah. think is like that. There's so much to be said about that. Like it yeah. sounds simple, but it's really hard to do. And I find that because um, I've, I've done that and others have done that with me. And I find that as that relationship develops and as you get as it becomes a more stronger relationship, way more trust is there and yeah. you can actually have the really hard conversations, conversations. Yeah. in really strong trusting relationships. Yeah. So I also want to talk to Diane. Um, there is also a video on your website and it's about dads mm -hmm. and that really Aww. struck a chord okay. for me is because yes we've been talking about women and what the Hugh crew is and what we're all doing in empowerment and you know it's always about the women and we think about that with family yeah. but the dads are yeah. really like Cute. the the lost the lost piece of the puzzle that yeah. really doesn't get a lot of attention to so the project is really yeah cool. well you awesome. talked about the centering of children and mm -hmm. so and I was relating that to my indigenous value base and my worldview. And so, you know, putting children at center, but realizing that children don't live in vacuums, right? They live, exactly. in, they live in families, they live in communities, they mm -hmm. live in neighborhoods, right? And they live in... in, mm -hmm. in, in and different types of families yeah. to that. Yeah. And so yeah. building out right? concentric circles, right? Mm -hmm. And all the supports in, in all of those circles. So we're always looking at, like, what is a holistic approach to, to what does it take for children to thrive? Mm -hmm. and, we, and we need all of the adults in our lives, including yeah. men and women. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that what we've experienced in the North End or what I've experienced throughout my career is, that, is how systems actually um, systematically kind of cut men out of yeah. that family right. unit. Like, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of what is the housing policy that right. doesn't allow men or what is the social assistance policy that only allows one income in a family. Wow. You know, there's all these yeah. things that sort of separate out men. Yeah. Yeah. And so this prototype, um, it was looking at how, what role do men play in the lives of children and mm -hmm. how can men 
help children to thrive. And so, so we, we, we went, went to the men <laughs> and asked lots and lots of men about that question. Yeah. And they just, you know, the community wisdom that blossomed out of that was amazing. So the video you saw yeah. was the guys talking about what they need and what, what role they want to play and the things and supports that they need to, to be able to play that role. And it was so sophisticated and so wise. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and some of it's so simple in its sophistication, right. you know? And it actually reminds me too, there's commercials on TV that says, just take time to be a dad. And you see like the dad yeah. with the child. So that yeah. reminds me of that. So yeah. I think that that's yeah. a really cool trend actually yeah. starting, right? Yeah. For the dads to take time to be a dad and there was voicing a lot the men's opinion. I like that. There's a lot of single dads out there yeah. too. Like there really is. But the men were saying they were very frustrated because they felt, you know, left out. Left out. Uh, I don't know what to do. Pushed out, right? Pushed yeah. out. And so then they just assume the role and of being all, left out. You know, they have yeah. to be the breadwinner. Like they have that. to be the one working and supporting, and uh, but supporting in a different way, like yeah. with their well, family. Like and it's it's just giving everybody a voice, yeah. right? Yeah. It's we we need it. We even if there isn't a father figure in the home, mm -hmm. we need you know male influence. We need yes. female influence. We mm -hmm. need those aunts and uncles, yeah. even yeah. if they're not a in a bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really does take a community. It takes yeah. a village. Yeah. You know, when I think about my, my family growing up in Trinidad, when I actually went back and saw the house that my mom was born in, like you drive up this long dirt road for like an hour. <laughs> but then when you get up there, everybody's like house is right beside each other. Oh, cute. Um, even another one of my cousins, there's five brothers. They're, they live all beside each other and the mother has the first house. Cool. And then you go down the road and wow. it's the farm. <laughs> and it's it just really shows you when I came back here, I was like, I live five minutes from my sister and my relationship's not Me, like that. Probably, mm -hmm. yeah. Right? So, so, yeah. so just kind of going back to some of those grassroots yeah. and back to, you know, our upbringings that, you know, yeah. the tradition of them yeah. and how we used to do things, we could pull from that for yeah. sure. Can we um, sort of then now, like, let's go, like, North Point Douglas, the North End, as we call it. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it definitely has had its, you know, turmoil and, yeah, and troubles absolutely. and and it'll be on it'll be ongoing for a long long time yeah, but yeah. I mean there is hope though and I mean through yeah, the boldness project what things have you seen Diane or and what kind of th vision do you have for the boldness project being right there in the heart of it well our families are incredibly inspiring and they're mm -hmm. incredibly positive and hopeful and so, yes, like while the, there is lots of challenges in the North End, those are real mm -hmm. and we see it on the news and, yeah. you know, we see it in, in data and statistics. But I would argue that uh, there's, again, whoever gets to decide what kind of data we're going to collect or what kind of statistics are we going to create, mm -hmm. those, that's not coming from our families. And so right. the, the, the data and the statistics that get calculated really are telling the negative story right. right and and right. that's that story does yeah. exist but it's not the only, only story, story. Exactly. and so you know media tends to pick up on the negative narrative as well and so mm -hmm. we're just trying to create a more like we're trying to also tell the positive narrative because there is a strong strong For sense sure. of community in the yeah. north end people yeah. are proud to live there yeah, right? people have lived there intergenerationally and will yes. never move, move away from yeah. it right. okay. there um when we ask our community to like 
portray the neighborhood to us in their own words and in yeah. their own ways yeah. they portray like the most positive aspects of community possible they don't do the sirens and the graffiti right. exactly. and the chain link right. fence right. they're doing people and pets and parks yeah. and love and, and we family need to see that because this happens anywhere whether Everywhere. you're in the yeah. states whether yeah. you're in another That's country true. around yeah. the world yeah. i mean we all have those communities and the, and the city's largest snowman i must add yeah. it's in yeah. that area yeah. Yeah. like the city's largest really? it, it, it's higher than the house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something it's a to be seen. It's a, it's a and is it to be fashionable? Seen. Does it have like? <laughs> it actually has a scarf and a hat and everything. Yeah, they so do that a really good job. The strong narrative just doesn't get as much airtime as the yeah, negative yeah, narrative, right? Yeah. So we're really trying to push to make that stronger narrative. And when yeah. you get into that story space or that narrative when you listen to the families like they're so hopeful they're so resilient they're so, like oh. the challenges they're facing every day like it's so inspiring and yeah. I feel privileged that I get to be First in end. that every single yeah. day right yeah. like yeah. it's not because you know sometimes people say you work in the north end like oh my gosh like how do you do right. it every day right. and I'm like are you kidding me it's the most inspiring place to be but also wow. I think that when we go to some of the more affluent areas of Winnipeg yeah. you realize that there's massive disconnect there's a lot of people I know growing up I knew all my neighbors all the kids we played together my my nieces are one and four I can't tell you a kid that they know on the street nobody goes out to play nobody plays you know in every community yeah even mine's been struck lately too yeah so but you know that sense of again that sense of community that sense of collaboration that sense of there is a story here and we all have a struggle Every one of us in this room right now has a struggle, yeah. but at the end of the day, we can all come out persevering, again, if we pull together, if we mm -hmm. tie together, and if there's no judgment, because your struggle, my struggle, like, no one's worse off than the other. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, but if we can just pull together, we yeah. can do a lot, and I think that, you know, having the conversations, I'm, I'm just so excited that you're here, and that yeah, we get to, to have so, this dialogue. what would it take for the Hugh crew to come to your community. Yes. Ooh, I yes. would love to I have love your have well, some women Well, I'll tell on, you, you I'm folks sure. like reached out to me and I had no clue about the Hugh crew. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but well, I did. Yeah, but you know what? Like, well, and somebody I know reached out to me and said, hey, why don't you come? And I'm like, well, I don't know much about that, but I know yeah. you and I trust yeah. you. So I'm yeah. gonna come and be, yeah. come to this place you asked me to come to. Yeah. And then I met you guys yeah. and just went, oh, well, this is kind of cool. Yeah. So to me, it's that relationship thing. So it's already started. And so now if you want to come, Come to the North End. If you want to come yeah. to Boldness, like you can come anytime you want, because now we you. know each other, right? Yes. Yeah. So all it is is a simple little, yes, right? little simple little ask, and like yeah. we're on it. Let's go. Yeah, cool. Okay. No, I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. No, and I and I think this is part of what we want to do too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, you know if we have to we have to come to you. I think yeah. the story is even better yeah. It, it, yeah. instead well, of you sitting on a fancy couch that. and whatever yeah, but right. this is nice no this is nice yeah. this is yeah. very nice but to get to see the real life right the yeah. real life absolutely. day to day that you absolutely love that yeah. you enjoy that you like shout about proudly yeah. you know and yeah I love that are there any volunteer opportunities for <laughs> I'm just you know, yeah. yeah yeah every time every year you know, there absolutely is um, there absolutely is uh, room for volunteers yeah. and again I talk about that as bridge building and yeah. as sort of trying to understand each other and so sometimes the volunteer opportunity might be well we need help doing XYZ yep. yeah. but sometimes the volunteer opportunity is just come and be in the okay. circle and just yeah. hang absolutely. out and like, let's yeah. just get to know each yeah. other right yeah. Yeah. and I you know on that note I will say like our community um, wants to just they takes us pride and ownership in in the doing of everything and so mm -hmm. 
you know, they are the volunteers yeah. and they're the parents yeah. and they're, because exactly. most of us want to give, right? Yeah. Again, yeah. Yeah. we want to feel good too. I want to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. 75% yeah. of the time, the time, we want to give. That's right. Like 25% of the time, maybe we'll take, but yes. we feel better when we're giving, I think. And that's yeah. 100%. And then it's a free, yeah. it's a free take because yeah. you're giving, yeah. right? And so yeah. that's just. I, li I like that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's just, I think, good all around. All around. You know, and like for yourself, I guess this is a dream job. You know what? I'm passionate about it, you and, and I've been I've been yeah, in this yeah. line of work since since I got out of university, um, right out of high school, and yeah, I my passion for it does not wane. Like it's right. and and I th and I also say I get I'm, I feel very privileged because I think that my personal values and principles align, you know, 100 yeah, percent with right. my professional so career and work. And I don't think everyone gets to say that. No. And so that's why I feel so excited and so passionate about the work I do. But I just love, you guys, if you could be in the room with us, like I can feel your energy. And, <laughs> so could I. <laughs> and I, it, again, it's such an important piece of it because there's so many people out there that are doing work that they can't get behind. Yeah. Like it's a paycheck and even that is not cutting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's such an important piece to be able to actually believe in what you do truly feel that impact of the work that you're doing in the community mm -hmm. and just yeah I really commend you in the work that you're doing yeah well I'm sure the people do too and I guess on that too just kind of thinking on sharing stories yeah. um, did you ever have difficulty in with somebody want you know trying trying to get somebody to share their story well, I think. Or is it just. Yes, the short answer is yes. And I think that as we're in this, as we're in relationship with one another, and again, this cross sector piece, like we have different folks coming from all parts of the city, right. mm -hmm. coming together and not having a similar experience, you know, in terms of background right. or, or ethnicity or just economics or what have you. And so when you get folks like that in the room together, mm -hmm. the conversations can get tough, right? People mm -hmm. will say things that no mean intentions, no ill yeah. intentions at all. It's just we're being who we are and we yeah. just speak from our own experience experience yeah. and that can be you know um, a bit jarring for some mm -hmm. folks right? right and and when we have folks who have questions they want to know things they're not sure how to ask it right. but we've created a space, space. for some safety right. to ask the question and still the question comes out and you go ooh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that yeah, one right, but but right. here you know we've created the here space and so let's let's just have this conversation yeah. so mm -hmm. I would say that you know in trying to share our stories Sometimes like it requires a lot of bravery. Like we want, we could try to create the safe space as much as possible, but it can't always be 100% safe. Right. 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 So that's when we really talk about creating brave spaces and, and having courageous conversations. Awesome. Right. Yes. So again, we don't yeah. want anyone to feel unsafe, but we just ask you to be brave yeah. in, in the conversation. Yeah. Right. And, and that's the thing is the experiences that we're having, if we don't communicate them, right. A boyfriend a long time ago told me this. <laughs> Way back when, uh, <laughs> one of those, one of those way back ones. Uh, he wasn't a keeper, but this, this was a keeper. This statement, he left me some good advice. <laughs> was that you know your life experiences are not for you; they're for you to communicate to others, and um, that has stick stuck with me for years. Because wow. a lot of times when we're going through something, we think, "Woe is me," right? But really, the opportunity when you get to sit down with somebody and say, I have some wisdom I can add to that, yeah. right? Take it or leave it. Mm. But I have something to contribute. And I mean, that's what's happening when you guys get to have those bold, brave, courageous yeah. conversations is this is what's going on and this is what's real life for me. Yeah. What do we do? But it's such a starting point and it's so pivotal. Yeah. No. And uh, when it's involving children, it's always yeah. a big thing. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
Well, and, and I, you know, and I sort of sometimes say, you know, I got such a hard job, right? It's like promoting babies and puppies, right? <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's not hard to like ask people to get behind babies, right? right. I mean, that's sort of a, we all go, yeah. yes, of course, yeah. right? And so trying to tell the stories of how we can make it better for babies, like really listening to parents and, you know, we have all the YouTube, like we have all the social media going on. Yeah. And so really trying to capture, you know, what parents are saying about their kids this passion year here like yeah. this is how we talk about our children right yeah, so parents yeah. you cannot motivate parents anymore to, to, to you know do better for their kids like they are fully motivated that is not that is not something we have to do right. and it comes across in in all the stories yeah. that they tell and yeah. and when we try to capture it in writing or in video or you know in pictures like it, it just comes through like massively well and you know and i guess there is that tough age group right the teens and yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I there's think some when we do, do intergenerational stuff, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, for sure there's some of that. But yeah, I think when we have the intergenerational stuff, I think people keep themselves in check, you know? Correct. Like, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a website we right? can go to yeah. for more info? Oh, yeah, we have all of it. Yeah, we're, okay. we're on the web. We have Instagram, okay. you know, Facebook. Yeah. Facebook. Awesome. We have all the Boldness Project. The Winnipeg Boldness Project. The Winnipeg Boldness Project. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you. Yes. So next time, you crew. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast. But we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.